0: Letter 24 of Pamela Volume 2 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Pamela Volume 2 by Samuel Richardson letter twenty-four from sir simon darnford in reply hark ye mr b a word in your ear to be plain i like neither you nor your wife well enough to trust my polly with you but here is war declared against my poor gums it seems while well, i will never open my mouth before your lady as long as i live if i can help it i have for these ten years avoided to put on my cravat and for what reason do you think why because i could not bear to see what ruins a few years have made in a visage that used to inspire love and terrorism it pleased, and here your botch caller of a wife, with all the insolence of youth and beauty on her side, follows me with a glass, and would make me look in it whether I will or not. I am a plaguy good-humoured old fellow. If I am an old fellow, I should not bear the insults contained in your letter between you and your lady. You make a wretched figure of me that's certain, and yet tis taking my part. But what must I do? I be glad that then you to stand in your lady's graces, that I would nor would I be the last rake libertine unreformed by her example, which, I suppose, will make virtue the fashion, if she goes on as she does. But here I have been used to cut a joke and toss the squib about, and, as far as I know, it has helped to keep me alive in the midst of pains and aches, and with two women-grown girls, and the rest of the mortifications that will attend on advanced years, for I won't, hang me if I will, give it up as absolute old age. But now, it seems, I must leave all this off, or I must be mortified with a looking-glass held before me, and every wrinkle must be made as conspicuous as a furrow, and what, pray, is to succeed to this reformation. I can neither fast nor pray, I doubt, and besides, if my stomach and my jest depart from me, farewell, Sir Simon Dantford, but can that I pass as one necessary character, do you think? as a foil as by the by some of your own actions have been to your lady's virtue to set off some more edifying example where variety of characters make up a feast and conversation well i believe i might have trusted you with my daughter under your lady's eye rake as you have been yourself and fame says wrong if you have not been for your time a bolder sinner than ever i was with your maxim of touching ladies hearts without wounding their ears which made surer work with them that was all though 'tis to be hoped you are now reformed and if you are the whole country round you east west north and south of great obligations to your fair reclaimer. But here is a fine, prim young fellow, coming out of Norfolk, with one estate in one county, another in another, and jointures and settlements in his hand, and more wit in his head, as well as more money in his pocket, than he can tell what to do with to visit our Polly. Though I tell her I much question the former quality his wit, if he is for marrying. Here, then, is the reason I cannot comply with your kind Mrs. B.'s request. But if this matter should go off, if he should not like her or she him or if i should not like his terms or he mine or still another or if he should like nancy better why then perhaps if polly be a good girl i may trust to her virtue and to your honour and let her go for a month or two now when i have said this and when i say further that i can forgive your severe lady and yourself too who however are less to be excused in the airs you assume which looks like one chimney-sweeper calling another a sutty or a rascal i gave a proof of my charity which i hope with mrs b will cover a multitude of faults and the rather since though i cannot be a follower of her virtue in the strictest sense i can be an admirer of it and that is some little merit and indeed all that can be at present pleaded by yourself i doubt any more than your humble servant simon danford end of letter 24